Damn it, what? Uh, I was hoping Brock was going to hit a fucking F5 on Heyman. Didn't happen. Oh. They hugged with a reach around? <laughs> no, Brock got punched in the <laughs> face, and now the Usos are getting suplexed to shit. And yeah. now we're recording the WrestleGetting podcast. <laughs> oh, good times over here, let me tell you. Um, as we're recording, like we do on Friday nights, and Garrett is watching Friday Night SmackDown and keeping us up to date on the happenings of that awesome show. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. That was Garrett G. Money Mun, and we're joined, as always, by the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. What's going on, fellas? That man is off my rocker. <laughs> Off your rocker, like so you're not sitting. You're not sitting in a rocking chair. You're off the rocking chair. I'm off the fucking rocking chair. <laughs> oh, awesome! I tell you what, PWI is off their rocker. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D, and you can see our post getting dragged through the mud by Trish Stratus. Uh, for some fun stuff on there, because apparently I said her new figure is in the wrong era um, on a uh, run-in podcast, this or that uh, post. So she shared it, retweeted it, and then corrected me. So, I mean, it's all good. Um, I was wrong. Trish was right. I don't want to get a chick kick to the face. So, yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, no, I'm good. I'd rather take a neck kick. <laughs> so, uh, Instagram wrestle get a pod with two D's and for the underscore collection, facebook.com slash wrestle get a pod and youtube.com slash for the collection. And be sure to hit up our pro wrestling tees store, pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle get a podcast where you can buy an awesome wrestle get a podcast t shirt. Yay! All right. Um, there was something I had for follow-up, but I forgot to put it in here, so and I don't remember what it was off the top of my head right now. So we'll just never mind that. Um you guys got anything you want to loop back to from last week or just get into the news? Now we get into the news. <clears throat> All right. Get into it. Let's get into it. Get into it. Let's get in, get in some trouble. Yeah. All right, let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 All right, so let's start with the big thing coming out of this week. The PWI 
500 dropped for 2021. Um, apparently they're basing this off of, I can't remember what month it started last year and then ended, um, last month or something like that is how they based it off of for 2021. Um, in case anybody was wondering on that one. Um, yeah, I don't, at least I don't remember what month they started in last year. I think it was after WrestleMania or something like that. Um, so we're just going to go through the top 10 and see if anybody, what our takes on this are. Um, so obviously I'm going to start at number 10. It'll go down. Uh, so number 10 is Rich Juan. Number nine, Shingo Tagaki. Tagagi. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> number eight, Finn Balor. Seven, Will Ospreay. Six, John Moxley. Five, Kota Ibushi. Four, Drew McIntyre. Three, Bobby Lashley. Two, Roman Reigns. And number one, Kenny Omega. What are your guys' thoughts on that so, top ten? So, Carl, if you had to pick one person out of this list that makes no sense in the top ten, who would you pick? One person that makes no sense in the top ten or, like, not in their spot? No, in the top <laughs> ten. Um, top ten? I probably wouldn't have um, Rich Swan. Okay. Uh, Really? Yeah, I think Rich like, Vaughn should be in there. Oh, well, he was I mean, he was the Impact Champion for majority of that majority of the year until he lost it to um Kenny Omega. Yeah, right. yeah but he lost it to Kenny Omega. He had a lot of good matches too, uh, defending the Impact title. Yeah. He had some okay, he had some okay matches. <laughs> he had some I wouldn't. Okay matches. My biggest thing is Kenny Omega at number one. Yeah, he definitely won't be my number one. I think they should flip. It should have been Roman number one and Omega number two. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm way, so. off. <clears throat> well, You're way off. Where they ba- where are they basing it off of? Like they have championships or? Uh, probably like they're. Well, hold on. There's actually a on. Hold on. I'll look it up while you guys talk. There's actually a so thing if, of what they put it if on. If it was I'll, like 2018 like or 19, like Kenny Omega would probably be my number one. But what match this year, like, did Kenny Omega have that you were like, oh, wow, that was something I'm going to remember? A year that's, from that's my point exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. You know, and it's funny because we didn't, we talked a little bit today about some other stuff. Um, Carl and I did, but we didn't really touch on this at all. So it's actually funny that you mentioned that because that's that was my whole thought process on it as well. Because we never got Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page, um, which yeah. would have been that which would have been that match, um, at least for the title. We did get it in that Eliminator match, but I don't think that one was really high stakes aside from being like a number one contendership. I think the whole like the title match thing would have been a higher stakes matchup that would have been a much better like guaranteed five star matchup between the two of them. But I mean, he had the dead with the fucking barbar barbar match. Uh, death match, yeah. Death match. That was, that was yeah. probably like one of the worst um endings of a pay-per-view ever. <laughs> Absolutely. So and like even like Kenny Omega, like his in ring ability is 
really second to none. Like he is a great wrestler, fantastic wrestler. Um, just his precision with everything that he does, the timing, everything is great, but his mic skills aren't the best, like promo wise. And it's just not and I think that's what kills a lot of it too, because if Kenny Omega's talking, it's not someone that I stop and listen to. Whereas if I'm watching SmackDown and there's a promo with, you know, Roman Reigns since being head of the table, I'm going to stop and listen to Roman Reigns' promo. Mm. Since If I listen to it, it's the hate on him. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got to admit, though, this is the best work that he's done in his WWE career outside of the Shield, the initial I, run of the Shield. I mean, fucking, like, that's not a very high bar, though. <laughs> no, it's not. And I mean, but still, <laughs> compared to what I he was doing before, and to come and to come back as a heel with the whole head of the table gimmick, is definitely done wonders for him. It's I would go as far as comparing it to Hogan joining the NWO and revitalizing his career. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm still not so on Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> And like he's another one. Like the the match with Kevin Owens where they botched the fucking handcuffs. Um, oh yeah. I mean, and then to be fair too, like he was like carried for like three matches um, by one of the guys that I would put number one. Uh, Finn Balor probably to me probably had the best year last right. year. Would you Would you like eleven through twenty? Uh, is Walter in it? Hopefully. All right, I'm gonna shoot you 11 through 20. Are you ready? Number 11 is Cody Rhodes. Number 12 is Randy Orton. Number 13 is Big E. Number 14 is Darby Allen. Number 15 is Tetsuya Naito. Number 16 is Karrion Cross. Number 17 is Ultimo Guerrero. Number mm-hmm. 18 is Suwama. Number 19 is Jericho. And number 20 is Jonathan Gresham. So Walter didn't make the list? Walter is number 28 behind number 27, Braun Strowman. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you serious? Braun Strowman ranked higher than Walter. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. My God. So Strowman is 27, okay? Nick Aldis, 30. Cesaro, 32. What? Adam Page, 34. Daniel How, Bryan, wait. 36. Adam Cole, 37. I oh honestly, God. I, we need this to list do, is garbage. We need to do just an episode on this fucking PWI 500. Like, that one Holy solitary crap. episode just on this damn list. Because Nick Aldis, a thousand and forty-four fucking Wait, days. There's no way. way. He have a lot Holy of Holy shit! Why is Nick Gage on this list? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Nick Gage is above Tanahashi. I'm done with this list. This list I, means I, fucking I was, nothing. I remember the guys from Running saying that last night. And my comment to that was, it takes a lot of skill to swing a light tube and to get a pizza cutter to actually fucking cut something. Oh, I think God. he's more for, like, 
him actually fighting people in the ring and shit. Like, yeah. but uh, this is this is the pro wrestling <laughs> top five <laughs> five hundred. He doesn't wrestle. <laughs> he can't even do a fucking suplex. <laughs> I can do a suplex. Yeah. Just because I want to know, I want to know who number five hundred is. Let's see. Uh, they said on running last night. I can't remember who it was. It's like some Japanese wrestler or something. <laughs> it's Lulu Pencil. Lulu Pencil. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lulu Pencil. Fucking Swoggle made the list. What is this yeah. fucking world coming to? Swoggle wrestled quite a bit last year. Petey drama. Williams is 481. How is that possible? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to make a list, but he'd probably be down there. I mean, PD really hasn't wrestled that much. He just came back to Impact like, yeah. within the last like few months, so toward, probably towards the end of this. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think like Nick Aldis was probably as low. Like, yeah, yeah, Nick Aldis is low because he didn't wrestle much. Yeah, I, I mean, so within top thirty, I mean, I I can see yeah. that, but even. Even the quality of the matches that he had is way fucking better than Braun Strowman, regardless of how many matches Strowman wrestled in the past year before getting released. Like you can't tell me that a Braun Strowman match is oh, better than Nick Aldis. Kenny King, Kenny King is three eighty. I thought like uh, Darby Allen would be a lot higher. I mean, he won the championship, had the matches with Sting and. He had a lot of great matches defending that TNT title, too. Yeah. And that's those matches kind of sold me more on him as a wrestler. Like, I don't like, I still like the character. Um, but I like the, like, he's entertaining to watch. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into our all out review, um, his matches CM Punk. But, um, like, he's, he's definitely entertaining to watch. Like, I'll, I'll give him that. I just I still don't like the the character and his sister's cut off shorts and leggings. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah I I definitely don't think Kenny Omega needs to be number should have been number one. Um, the I mean, rest, if you're, uh, the, if you're basing it off of belts, and then he won more world belts. Than I think Kenny. I know that I found the page that showed how they ranked it, but now I can't find it. I do know titles had something to do with it. But there was also like it was also like quality of matches type thing too. Okay. Yeah, having holding three like organizations major title belts at the same time throughout majority of that probably good over half of that this past year that they base this list off of. I mean I, I can understand that, but like there like Carl said, there's not really a Kenny Omega match that made you stop and go, oh my god, that match was amazing. That's like an instant classic. I don't I think mean, he's had that match at AEW. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, If this was like, what, 2018 or 17, I would have been like Kenny Omega number one, hands down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this year, I mean, he was champion, but he didn't it wasn't like the same Kenny Omega type caliber matches like this year. So it was great matches, like with Christian um, for the Impact title and the AEW title. Um, 
and there's some other matches in there that were that were good matches too. I mean, given the talent coming in, like he may have that year coming up, this coming up. Absolutely. Especially Uh, when Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson's first feud looks like it's gonna be with Kenny Omega. So I think where he's gonna get that match is over like the twenty twenty two PWI five hundred. Like we'll look at I don't wanna, you know, jinx it, but Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, like it's a freaking wrestling fan's wet dream. (laughs) Um, just so you guys know, uh, our truth ranked higher than Luchasaurus. I can see that. (laughs) I like Luchasaurus, but he's um, he needs some fine tuning. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm just like going through the list now, just like random people I'm looking through. Trying to figure out where people are. The, the cool Otis, thing with the Otis 151. <laughs> can you believe Mark Ross Nuts is 435? <laughs> Dude, can you believe Cameron Grimes is 150? Really? Well, you want to know a real crime? Dominic Mysterio is above Cameron Grimes. Oh, that's some bullshit. Well, I got to look at it this way, too. Like, Dominic Mysterio won the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, had a few yeah, but Cameron Rollins. Grimes won. Well, Cameron Grimes won uh, the best belt in the world. To be honest, I mean, if we're gonna absolutely million dollar championship. <sighs> but uh, that's like one title, and like really, he didn't really do a whole lot. He had that um, haunted house match with Dexter Loomis. Are you kidding me? That was pretty Fucking good. QT Marshall <laughs> is one twenty nine. He is above way too many people. I we're not gonna talk that much about QT Marshall because we gotta talk about him on all out and I don't wanna think we actually have to talk about him on there. <laughs> we don't really have to. Um we could talk about why that match was needed, but <laughs> other than that, it's uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, if it uh, makes you feel better, Aaron Stevens made the top one hundred. That's good. Yeah. I think he's Eric Stevens. I think is very underrated. I agree, especially with his recent run since he's been in NWA. Like he's had some great matches, um, especially being tag team champions with Kratos. Um, that match at uh, fucking NWA seventy three with La, La Rebellion and Mecha Wolf or not Mecha Wolf uh, Bestia was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it was great, great matches. So, where they're actually wrestling an actual tag team and not people throwing them together. But, yep. <laughs> yeah. So, PWI 500 um, is out now. So, you guys can check that out. Uh, it's pretty much published on like every wrestling news Did website. Do, but... uh, a woman's list or no? Um, there actually is a woman's list. I, I think that they, there should be an incorporated list too, isn't there? Is this? Oh, this is from. Hold on. Incorporated with it? No, name? there is not a, a woman's one. Hold on. Let me see. Not yet, anyway. I don't think there's one yet because the only one on here is for. For. Uh, for last year. Hold on. Might be wrong. 
riveting stuff right here. Uh, yeah, they don't have one yet. Wasn't there a woman that was on the top 500? I think Blasher didn't have a Tessa Blanchard up there since she had the... Uh, or the year before last, maybe. <clears throat> I think it was the year before when she was uh, Impact World Champion. Yeah, I think like when she was Impact World Champion, they put her in like the top ten. Like, I don't think they put her like number one or two or anything like that. Yeah, but... no. Yeah, I didn't see anything. No okay. Um, speaking of Tessa Blanchard, I guess there is. It's coming out now that there's no interest from WWE or AEW to book Tessa at all. So anyone? What's up? Do they really mean that? That's the thing. I, I think I think so. Her attitude, and then like some of the the comments that she's made about other wrestlers, uh, especially like racist remarks and stuff like that. I don't think she's gonna get picked up. Uh, I would have thought she would have been picked up by AEW <laughs> because uh, her dad beat on there would tell her to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't think so. I think. Um, it's been described as her having like nuclear heat, so nobody wants to really touch her right now. I think uh, I think, I think Carl her, wants to touch her, but money. that's a different story for another day. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? I said I think you want to touch her, but that's a different story for another day. <laughs> yeah, different story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh man, awesome! <clears throat> yeah, it's the same thing with Eva Lee's right now too. Is like nobody really wants to pick her up based off her uh, recent attitude issues and stuff like that. Oh man, terrible. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about uh, Kevin Owens and his uh, Mount Rushmore coordinate tweets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those unfamiliar with the backstory behind this, uh, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks um, used to be in a group called Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I wasn't familiar. Until, you know, I found out. <laughs> so, um, so Kevin Owens tweeted the coordinates for Mount Rushmore, uh, which got a lot of people talking. And then the Young Bucks... Um, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Nick Jackson on his uh, Twitter thing said his location says there and uh, KO says almost there. Interesting. So, but it looks like um, Kevin Owens contract will is coming to an end January. From everything that I'm seeing and Sami Zayn is a few months behind Kevin Owens. Interesting. <clears throat> well, you know, WWE is just going to keep signing all these guys who win gold medals to a wrestling contract. So, that'd be yeah. Hard. And the biggest, the biggest thing with that though, too, is I remember watching those two come out. Was it on Raw after the Olympics? Yep. And he had no personality whatsoever. Like the. 
the female the the chick that won the gold medal um was more like all smiles and like just overall excited to be there she's actually a lifelong wwe fan this other dude like just looked like he didn't give a shit so yeah or just didn't know what to do i mean but you just like wrestled in front of like crap ton of people at the olympics and on tv so like it should have been say who should sign with wwe um and he should go by the evangelist the evangelist uh tim tebow Like you suck at football, baseball. Give Russell a try, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, couldn't be any worse than Goldberg <laughs> <laughs> or or Monty Brown. Actually, Monty Brown was pretty good. I'll, I'll take that back. So. Oh, Monty Brown. I like Monty Brown, especially in TNA. Yeah, Monty Brown was awesome in TNA. Not so much. I don't think WWE knew what to do with him too much, and then straddling him on that ECW brand was kind of a kind of a failed thing to do. But, oh. That's because uh, it'd be Monty Brown, really. You know. Yeah. I'm starting to to the more and more I understand uh, WWE. They know how to use the top guys, but don't know what to do with anybody else. Yep. Basically what it is, is I guess they have a cycle from what Tyler Breeze had said. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but they cycle talent in and out for TV tapings. So like if you're a part of the undercard, like you may get cycled in for like a, uh, like a month. And then depending on what you do with that time on TV, that will determine if you stay on the cycle longer. And I think that's that's a lot of the issue too, but AEW does the same thing with their undercard talent as well. Yeah, so, I mean that's with rosters as big as what they have, especially with AEW picking up a lot of these guys and signing a lot of these independent talent. Like you're gonna have to cycle them out on your on your main TV shows. Like you can't have sixty matches like you do on Dark and Elevation every single week. So, right. What uh, yeah. So KO possibly jump into AEW, which I'm I uh I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, I can see it. I I can see why Kevin Owens would do it. But I can also see Kevin Owens is this like kind of maybe using this for like a contract extension because yeah. with Adam Cole with Adam Cole even um and from like the rumors I heard, they were offering the world, you know. Um, well, apparently, what it, the biggest thing that they had planned for him um, wasn't winning a title on his debut. It was being a manager to Keith Lee. Yeah. So they're going to turn Keith Lee heel and have Adam Cole be his manager. Oh. Uh. So I didn't that I was, heard uh, they yeah. him a title, but yeah, that was um Adam Cole had said that during his uh press conference at AEW after uh all out press conference. He said they offered him the position that they were gonna do was use him as a manager on the main roster. So that was part of it. And then the uh the Twitch thing was a big deal breaker as well. 
because he did not want to give up the, his uh, Twitch stream. Um, his reasoning behind not giving up the Twitch stream is during the pandemic, like they weren't really doing a whole lot, so he had a lot of free time to start doing the Twitch thing. And he said the the um, relationships that he's developed and getting to know a lot of the fans better and being able to connect with the fans on that type of level outside of wrestling and all that other stuff was something that he wasn't willing to give up. I don't blame him. I mean, the other thing is, is as it's always been, is like, I mean, you're not going to wrestle your entire life and yeah. you need something outside of that. And that's a kind of a good, like, segue for a lot of them. I mean, like, even like, like, when Xavier Woods made his channel, he had like he did he did it as a way of like he knows he's not going to wrestle forever. So, but that channel will last way longer outside of his wrestling career. So he did that channel to like spotlight guys because I mean you notice like he spotlights guys that you probably don't know very much, but it they he spotlights them on his channel because he wants to because it's yeah. just a, an outlet to get to know the guys, but to also like help him and his channel and. All that BS. So but, it looked like he had what Connor on there from the Ascension quite a bit. Yep. Um, he Adam, just of course Adam had, Cole was um, featured on there. He just recently had Tyler the Bruce. guy from um, Swerve's group on there. The big guy, I can't think of his name. I can't remember what his name is either. Yeah, he's but the one he that was does, recently uh, on there. The um, I mean, A and E show. They had the Street Profits on there like before they were like put on tv super a lot yeah so i mean it's cool like especially when you do like the live streams and stuff and you're able to interact with your fan base I mean, um the one thing that sucks is uh you i know you guys don't watch it but wb has uh unfortunately too much control on it yeah because <laughs> well, they, bas- they, they basically had to stop doing it a lot of things that they were doing because of certain people leaving and yeah and i think that's the only reason why it's the only reason why woods was able to keep it is by having it put under the wwe banner yeah i know they had to fight he had to fight quite a bit to get that merch store for the for the channel so yeah awesome Oh, oh man so came across another article that I found today um, is an interview with EC3. Um, and last year, I guess when everything was starting to open up, uh, it was EC3, FTR, and Drake Maverick were talking about joining together and doing a Four Horsemen esque type stable with the four of them. Obviously, that didn't work out because Drake Maverick got rehired by WWE. FTR went to AEW and EC3 did his own thing. What are your guys' thoughts on a Four Horsemen style stable with EC3, FTR, and Drake Maverick? And what company? It would just be like an indie indie thing. Or an indie thing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool, but if you're not going to like start that in like a company, like, you know, yeah. Like I think it'd be more legit. Like you took control over a company instead of like an indie type thing. I don't know. 
Well, then there could have been something that could have, like, they could have popped up in Ring of Honor because EC3 is in Ring of Honor. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff that he did on his own as well, but it could have been like a cross with all that stuff. But uh, apparently, EC3 thinks it would have been money. I, I bet if it was anyone other than Drake Maverick, yeah, person, that yes. was what I was gonna say too. Like, he's kind of the odd man out in that group because I he would completely he'd have to fight so hard to break that comedy gimmick that he's been straddled with since since impact pretty much because yep. he's always been like the the comic relief guy he's never really had a serious like people could take him as like a badass type role but like he definitely have a lot of work to do reinvent his character And then as long as he didn't go back to using Rockstar Spud, I mean, that's part of the problem there, too. But <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. But I really don't see. I see FTR being a big draw. Like if they were to do like an in the like do the circuit for the indies. But EC3 and Drake Maverick, Maverick not really. Yeah, I mean, four horsemen use a lot. Like, we can't just say stable. Like, they'd be more like evolution than the four horsemen. Yeah, kind of. They're like another four men group. I don't know. I I just thought it was kind of funny. So, yeah. <laughs> get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> so, there's that. Uh, one last little bit tidbit here we got for some news. We got some video game news. Um, it was announced that the general manager mode will return in 2K22. Thank the God. Installment that of the WWE. The best thing ever they could have announced. Is it going to be like old school GM mode? I don't know. They just I didn't really see a whole lot aside from the announcement that it was returning in uh, oh, 2K22. Man. I, like it. <clears throat> I guess uh, guess I'll be buying 2K22. But that's the thing, though. It's like universe mode wasn't bad. Yeah, like, a lot of people. I just always liked GM mode because it was like uh, it just felt more like you're competing against another brand, and you get to like draft everybody. I don't know. Yeah, I always well, enjoyed it. All the you can still do that in universe mode, but it's not. I mean, I know it's not the same as as the GM mode was, but. Like, you can go through and wipe out the rosters completely and draft, like, who you want on each roster and then set up your matches and all the other stuff. You don't have to go with the computer automated or the computer set up matches on your card. And I think that's what a lot of people weren't really getting into. So. I don't know. But I am excited, regardless, uh, for GM mode. That was one of my favorite things with... um. The SmackDown versus Raw series was the GM mode. <clears throat> Lots of fun there. All right. So that's going to break down the in-ring news. We got a lot of figure news. Um, um, before we get any further, I need to tell you how SmackDown ended. How did the SmackDown end with Demon Balor? It did indeed. Fantastic. 
I'll be uh, checking out YouTube clips of that tomorrow. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the only thing that's going to suck is it's going to be Demon Fowler's first loss. No. You don't think so? No, he's lost before. Won't be his first loss. NXT doesn't count, remember? <laughs> no. I mean, still, you can't say it's his first loss. No, I'm talking about first first loss on the main roster. Yeah, I don't think he lost to the Demon. Yes, he did. I know he did NXT. I think. Yeah, NXT. He lost to uh, Kevin Owens. I guess. Yeah, Kevin Owens beat him. I also think they could make it work with Bauer winning the title if they wanted to, but they've already fucked that up. Yeah, there's. <clears throat> Gather. I don't even know, because you know he's not going to win. Well, no, he's not. But what I'm saying is, what they could have done is have made it. The storyline could have been Brock was there for Roman, not the Universal Title, and he could have cost Roman the title, and then Roman be like, "Well, I have to deal with this bullshit first before I can go for that and have some other shit go on." Yeah. They could have done something like that if they wanted to. But it's also Vince McMahon, and the fact that he even has Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns blows my mind. But, anyways. They usually put uh, someone better in the ring with him, so he looks good. Yeah, but, you know. That's, that is true. So, um, honestly, I don't. Vince isn't a fan of Balor that I recall. I don't think Brock's going to win the title, though, at Survivor Series. This is probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna win the title. I think Roman's gonna beat him. You think so? I think so. Because you think about like this whole time that Roman's been back, he's beat Goldberg, um, like other bigger name talent that they've pretty much thrown at him. Um like I, I just don't think Rome that uh Roman's gonna lose that title to Lesnar. I think he's still going to hold it for a while. Do you know what they're going to do uh, at WrestleMania? Roman they gonna, they're, No, they're going to have... Uh, it's going to be a gauntlet match. And it's going to be Roman Reigns versus uh, Stone Cold. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to versus The Rock. And he's going to versus Shawn Michaels. And then... Uh, they're going to bring out Hogan and have him versus Hogan. He beats Hogan and he's the greatest wrestler ever. <laughs> and then Ric Flair is going to come in, get a roll-up pin, and win the title. <laughs> <laughs> go, woo! Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, before we do get into the figure news, there is something that I just remembered that I forgot to put in here that I saw before we started recording. Uh, there's an interview with Kenny Omega talking about the the cross promotional um, stuff that they've been doing with other the other promotions, and he was talking about a world of professional. He's basically talking about the the fans and how some how toxic a lot of the fans can be when it comes to wrestling and having to pick a side. Oh God! And basically, he's he's. He says, you know, wrestling is not, you know, the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, where you pick a team. He says, it's not what it is. 
he's like, I have, he's, he said, I have friends, you know, in New Japan. I have friends in Ring of Honor. I have friends in WWE. He's like, I want them all to succeed. I want us all to succeed. He's like, I want to see a world one day where professional wrestling is one, one unit type thing where other promotions work with each other to provide, even if it's like one time a year with like one giant super card with all the promotions on that card. And I think that's kind of what impact and AEW and ring of honor and new Japan triple a are all working toward, uh, since this whole, I hate using this now cause it's overused every single week. The forbidden door, <clears throat> when in all honesty, the forbidden door is WWE. Let's be blunt about it. So, but um, yep, and ain't nobody gonna cross that. So. No, it's gonna take a lot. I think if Daniel Bryan would have stayed with WWE because they're willing to let him do dates in New Japan and stuff like that, um, I think that would have been the closest thing we would have gotten to um, cross promotional matches, but. Uh-huh. But I mean, they say that, but AEW won't fucking like mention like two wrestlers that they have in the fucking ring. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because there was another promotion. Like yeah. Dynam- uh, Dynamite, like fucking. I-, I let y'all go back and look and see who was in the ring, but there are two people that were never ever mentioned. <laughs> oh, I know. No, tell me about that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty damn funny how, you know, the uh, best tag team in the world was mentioned, but uh, there's nothing mentioned about another really good tag team. That's what I'm saying. Right. And, they talk, took, and they took no offense to that either. You talk about <laughs> the uh, the segment with the elite in the ring with Adam Cole? Yeah. yeah. And you talk about Omega and the Bucks. You didn't mention the Good Brothers. Nobody mentioned the Good Brothers at all. Even like Omega didn't mention them. Cole didn't mention them. Nobody fucking, did. When Daniel Bryan came out, he didn't fucking mention them. <laughs> no, oh, nobody. Man. That's awesome. Like they didn't exist. <laughs> like pretty much, them. they're just there. Like, like, like we could see them, but nobody else could. God forbid they say Impact. <laughs> I know. So, uh, but I think I think they're going in the right direction with all of this. It's just getting it to work in everybody's favor and not just one company. Because you know, I would love to see like, because we're kind of getting close to that with Bound for Glory with them working with New Japan and AEW and AAA. Um, we'll have something, but it's like it's it's impact. Like in all honesty, how many people is Impact going to draw for Bound for Glory compared to if WWE was involved in something like this? And this yeah. was on Peacock. Um, it would have been a hell of a lot more views and a hell of a lot more publicity for this type of event than it would be if it was Impact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe would show up, but represented it as like WWE and like an impact review that would be something crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. 
All right. So that was the last thing I forgot to put in here. So let's get into real quick here. The figure reveals from the all out fan fest. Uh, some of these I'm super excited for. Um, AW reveals we have Unrivaled Series 8, uh, which we kind of knew already, but we saw some renders for these. Uh, we got Chris Jericho, Chris Statlander, uh, Orange Cassidy, Trent, Chuck Taylor, and John Moxley. So, Series 8, you can completely knock out getting the best friends. That is literally all four of them. Uh, the only and one then, that we're missing is uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're making one. I'm sure we'll see them eventually um unrivaled nine there's not really any like big name big aew names in unrivaled series nine like outside like there's no there's no cody there's no jericho there's no omega no box no bucks it's eddie kingston will hobbs ricky starks brian cage thunder rosa and christian that's still a really good set (laughs) <laughs> really good set. Every single one of these figures is their first AEW figure. So I'm pretty psyched about this. And this will actually be the first Cage figure that actually looks like Brian Cage. <laughs> 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 and on top of that, Thunder Rosa's first action figure. Like, really? Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, the first Christian AEW figure. I'm really psyched to get that. Just to compare it to what Mattel has put out. Um, like with the Matt Hardy AW figure, that's freaking awesome. Um, unmatched series three, we uh, full color renders for these guys. So Brody Lee, Anna Jay, Jonathan Silver, Evil Uno, John Grayson, and the LJN Sal Darby Allen. Um, it looks like the even numbered or the odd number of sets for unmatched will have the LJN figures. And then the even numbers will have the luminaries, which is more like their flashbacks. Um, so series four, which was announced, which will be coming out next year. Uh, we're getting the first CM Punk figure in over seven years. Really excited cre- about that. One. And though Chris will be the first one to reorder it. Uh, that's it's definitely a pre-order. <laughs> Guaranteed pre-order. Oh, uh, we're getting pre-order a, three of them. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a uh, flashback, Chris Jericho, to his um, like early days, like pre, like I think it's um New Japan. Can't remember what uh, the 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 Lionheart, but it was like the French version of Lionheart, Corazon de Leon or something like that. Um, super Super Leon, uh, uh, Super Liger or something like that. No, he's got the. He doesn't have a mask or anything. It's the um he's got like the the jacket with the tassels on it, like a yellow jacket. Uh, just really, yeah. So it's like super flashback. Um Jade Cargill will be getting her first figure as well in Unmatched Series 4. Uh we got a Cody, Adam Page, and MJF to round out Unmatched Series 4. Uh Walmart exclusive. We're getting a Sting Wrestling Buddy. Kind of a, it's kind of cool to see the wrestling buddies come back. Um, there'll be a shop AEW Jericho exclusive as well, which I believe comes with Floyd Jericho's barbed wire baseball bat. Um, Amazon exclusive two packs. We've got um, 
SCU with Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. We've got Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Darby Allen and John Moxley, and then it'll be a Jericho exclusive as well, which was revealed during New York Comic Con. So they showed some more pictures of that. Uh, Ringside Collectibles exclusives. We're getting a Britt Baker from the Lights Out match with Thunder Rosa. So the uh, the blood soaked face of Britt Baker will have an action figure. Uh, we're getting a new basic ring with an Adam Page figure. They showed off more images of the scale ring with Ref Aubrey. And then we're getting a two-pack with Mox and Omega from their death match, the barbed wire exploding death match. <laughs> it should come <laughs> with sparklers. <laughs> oh yeah. The only cool thing with these figures is like they're they're bloody, and we don't get a whole lot of bloody figures anymore. Um, especially not from Mattel, WWE, but I mean It's like the biggest thing with those. Uh, Chella Toys is dropping a glow in the dark Atom Bomb retro. Atom Bomb? Atom Bomb. So, to go along, I think he's got two. <clears throat> I think this is his second figure from Chella because he had the, the regular Atom Bomb version. Big glow in the dark one, and there's also a uh, chronic um, Brian Clark in the works. Brian, yeah, Brian Clark uh, figure coming from Chella Toys in the retro line. Um, Zombie Sailor Toys healing faces. Uh, now it's what Wave Two is going to be. So Wave Two is King Kong Bundy, Kevin Sullivan, Bruiser Brody, Raven, Danhausen, and Nick Gage. We'll round out Wave Two for Zombie Sailor Toys. Heels and faces. So, oh, that Nick Gage figure looks like ass. He looks like one of the monkeys from um, Planet of the Apes. The the face sculpt. So, <laughs> so it's really bad. One of the monkeys from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like like old school, like Ted Nugent, Planet of the Apes, or whatever the hell was in that movie. Uh, <laughs> Ted Ted Nugent. Nugent. I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck was in Planet of the Apes? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Was Ted Nugent in? He may have been in it. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think he was. <laughs> who, the hell, who the hell is the, the, the star of fucking Planet of the Apes? I'll have to look it up now. Which one? The old one? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was it? Like, I should know this, but. Ted that'd be crazy. Like, I don't Oh my god. Oh man. Oh the fuck. Why is this not? Is it Charlton oh. Heston? Yes, Charlton Heston. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's way off from <laughs> Ted. Yeah. I don't you, know why. Uh, Dude, I don't know first, why Ted Nugent popped in my head first. I I don't even fucking know. When you first said he looks like a monkey, I thought you were talking about like Davy Jones or something. <laughs> oh no, no, not that type of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like he literally like the face. Like if you look at the mask from like the the Planet of the Apes, like the face looks like like a fucking mask from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> That's funny. Just <laughs> like the whole thing. Like the, anytime I see him on TV. I see a picture of him. That's all I see is fucking Planet of the Apes. <laughs> With Charleston Heston. <laughs> uh, not Ted Nugent. <laughs> my my uh, fucking uh, Rob Zombie needs to uh, redirect. <laughs> redirect. <laughs> With Ted Nugent. It's the fucking lead. <laughs> I'd pay yeah. fucking... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlton Heston. My bad, y'all. My bad. Uh, it's twice. It's twice I've been wrong this week. Um, unfortunately, well, at least the Trish not be correcting me. <laughs> yeah, saying at least like. Uh... You was close because, like, when, when I saw the picture of the toy, I was like, "Yeah, that looks like uh, TNA uh, Trish." But apparently, she thought different or knows different. But I mean, she would know out of all people. She would know. So. Did she have any concussions though? I don't know. She may have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because I don't remember wearing a cowboy hat after the TNA thing. Like, all I remember is wearing, like, fucking, like, pants. Like, black pants. Yeah, I ain't, that's not, like, the cowboy hat and the duster is, like, TNA. That's, that's what I remember. Yeah. So, and then, like, for that, that era. So, that's. That's where I got it. So, um, <laughs> it was like a throwback that she wore, like at a fucking WrestleMania or something. Probably not. Hey. Yeah. Um, let me see. <laughs> I'm on Twitter now. So thanks to Trish Stratus retweeting that. That tweet has twenty one thousand seven hundred seven hundred and forty five impressions. Thank you, With Trish. Two hundred and sixty nine engagements. Thank you, Trish. We love you. Oh, man. And five profile clicks. So five people clicked on our profile. Three people clicked on the link. We got two retweets and two likes. <laughs> Thank you, Trish. So if you Thank are you, one of the five, the five people that clicked on our link and are listening to our show, thank you um, <laughs> for checking this out. And, well, yes. Really feel. Fuck that bitch for telling Chris. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've met Trish before. She's very nice. Yeah, she she's is. like super awesome to me. Like, yeah, she's a great I just, person. I was just a couple years off by the ring attire, and like the face scan. I guess the face scan looks better in person than it does in the images. But I'll probably try to find if I pick one up, I'll, it'll be the chase because that seems to be a little more. Like with the Canada gear and the the maple leaf and all that, so. <clears throat> but yeah, like I got a couple church figures floating around anyway. But <clears throat> um, yeah, okay. So <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's go bell to bell. 
and talk some all out and then some of the weekly stuff here. <laughs> This past weekend, I have to say, was probably one of the better, if not the best, AEW pay-per-view that I've seen. Yeah, probably AEW. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The I want to say like their was it like their second or third pay-per-view was like really good. They had like one, like one of their first first ones were like a banger. So I don't know. I have to go back and rewatch one of those. I know the first All In was really good before they they are branded AEW, and I think it was the uh, the first All Out might have been um one of the big ones too. But I um, they had like one like, really exciting because remember I was like got on the podcast and I was like, yeah, WWE is going out of business. <laughs> yeah. You know they're not. Yeah. AEW's garbage. I and I think this pay-per-view they did a lot of things right. Um I know I mentioned like the the pacing of this pay-per-view was amazing. Like it really like this thing went till almost like 11:30, almost midnight. But it yeah. didn't feel like it was that long with how everything was paced. Yeah. Um, the lack of backstage segments and promo shit was amazing. So, like, you got, like, the two, three-minute, like, recap videos before each match? I probably would, uh, can, like, two of the matches, maybe. Like, the Big Show match and, uh, the Women's Casino Royal. I probably would have canned those or had them on the pre-show. If it was me. Yeah, but the, um... The placing of those matches, they were needed. Eh, they could have did better. You can't say you can't say that they, they could have had better matches on the card than that. Well, yeah, you could have had better matches, but you can't tell me that you can't go from CM Punk versus Darby Allen right into Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Sure, you can. Nah, like you're they not going to get the prop. You're not going to get the reaction that that they want if you don't have a Paul White versus QT Marshall match in between those. The better better example would be the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers and then Chris Jericho versus MJF. Without that battle royal in between there to break that up, the, if the reaction would have been completely different for the Jericho-MJF I mean, match. Um, Carl, I'm going to break the tie and tie with Chris. You're two to one. You lost, buddy. <laughs> what the fuck ever? <laughs> I mean, I agree. This matches were terrible. I think they, they could have I mean, well, did different matches in there. Terrible, but, but it wasn't that great. But yeah. I mean, at least Big the, Show QT was worth, was not yeah. worth the price well, of anything. Better roll had the surprise of uh, Ruby Soho. Right. 
Yeah. So, Ooh, I just watched uh, Win. Ruby Soho. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. Sorry. It's okay. I just watched her win a six woman tag match. Oh, nice. All right. So let's get into it. First match of the night um, to kick off the show TNT title match Miro versus Eddie Kingston. What a way to kick off a pay per view. Yeah, it was a nice, a nice opening match. That was, that was a great matchup between the two of them. Um, it's not, it wasn't anything tactical. It was pretty much a fight. Um, Miro ended up picking up the win and retaining. Um, Garrett and I both picked Miro to retain. Uh, Carl, you picked Kingston for the win. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Next match on here. John Moxley versus Kojima. Uh, Garrett picked Kojima and Carl and I both picked Moxley. That was another pretty solid matchup. Um, again, like wasn't super technical. Another surprise with Suzuki coming out. Yes, that was the the huge part of that matchup. And then we get those two like trading forearm shots, which was awesome to see that as well. Um, then we got them wrestling each other on dynamite this week, which we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, to go from that to AEW Women's Championship match, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander. Um, I'm the only one to pick Britt Baker to retain. You guys pick Statlander to win. Um, that match was another one. I was kind of, it had some bad, it had some good spots, really good spots, but it had some bad yeah, There were, there were a couple, a couple botch spots in there, but. I think overall it wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't the greatest match on the card, but it wasn't bad. Um, I'm a big fan of Chris Statlander. Um, I like Britt Baker as well. So I, I think you can just be biased on that one. But yeah, Carl, we know you don't like Britt Baker. <laughs> uh, but I will say Jamie Hayter got the fat ass. <laughs> 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 and that was some great camera work on Dynamite too, I will say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> AEW Tag Team Championship match. This is probably by far um contender for match of the night for me. Okay. Uh my only complaint with this was the Lucha Brothers entrance, which pretty much screamed we're winning the titles tonight. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> like came out there like they were fucking. Hey, it was like WrestleMania or something. They had. <laughs> I don't think Goldberg oh. had fucking. Long <laughs> <laughs> Big props, though. Props to a uh, ruckus, uh, who's the the dude that came out um, at the beginning rapping before the the Hispanic dude came out. Um, ruckus is actually. We follow, he follows us on Twitter. We follow him. He's the AEW music producer. So all the tracks that you love, like the wrestlers entrance themes that are like bomb ass tracks. Ruckus is the, the genius behind those. So, but he, uh, he definitely killed it and had his, um, moment in the sun there for a little bit. And like this match, there, there's a couple spots in there, like the, uh, Phoenix's dive off the top of the cage. 
onto all three of them. And then uh, Penta just like no selling it and then getting right back up. Uh, that was probably one of the spots I didn't like, probably like the biggest spot I didn't like in there. But like other than that, not being a huge Young Bucks fan, this this match was really, really good. Yeah. Especially with the Rip blood. I didn't like the like little triangle of super kicks. That was a little. Yeah. The super kicks was the chops. Like that stuff was kind of meh. But then they busted out the uh, the Nike with the thumbtacks in the bottom. Yep. Yes. That was <laughs> that was pretty innovative. Like that was like a weapon that's like unique to only the, you know what I mean? Like I like yeah. it when people do something because everybody can pull out a damn bag attacks, you know. But to yep. have them shoe, it, that's pretty cool. That was awesome. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, wait a minute. Like, he got a Nike with fucking uh, thumbtacks in the bottom? Like, what? Then, like, the big part of that match, too, like, when they went to superkick Phoenix and Penta threw himself in front to protect his younger brother, that was, like, like great storytelling in that match with like the the older brother protecting his sibling. So I really, really like that spot in there too. Uh, let's see the 21 woman casino battle Royal with the debut of Ruby Soho. Carl, you called that one on the money mystery participant Ruby Soho for the win. It's always the mystery person always wins pretty much. And they always get the they always draw the Joker card. Yeah. Reason. The um the only one that didn't win was uh Matt Seidel in the last uh battle royal. Uh, and that's because he wasn't that big of a surprise. Yeah, it was uh who won that match? It was MJF that won that battle royal. Yeah. But uh yeah, uh Garrett and I both picked Jade Cargill, which she was on the last three remaining in the ring. Um, so pretty close on that one. I was happy, happy to see it come down to Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. Um, you want me to tell you something that I've been, I've wondered about with her is how is someone that they've basically made like a monster beat everybody, not even had like close to a title match? Like she's been there how long now, and she hasn't even been like mentioned in a title picture for the most part. You talk about Jade, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of weird all, honestly, that she hasn't had a shot yet. If you want to bitch about something, I think Kerry Hogan is probably one of the better talents they get on the roster. Oh, I agree. I don't Absolutely. even like, I don't really like Jay Cargill to begin with. It's just like the way that they've kind of like put her on the show and how they've promoted her and stuff. You and think then, she and would have had a title shot by now. Even on top of that, too, having a Mark Sterling as her mouthpiece was a fantastic move by them as well. Because Jade sucks on the mic. Yeah, I mean she's not she's not that great in the ring by no means. Like she's not, you know, caliber of like Kira Hogan or Thunder Rosa. I mean, but she's she's got a presence about her when she's on the screen. Yeah, so she's definitely someone that that's going to be someone to watch over the next couple of years, and 
I can see her being the AEW Women's Champion in the next six months. Who she beats for is going to be a whole other story. But, um, yeah, Three. That. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was pretty close on that one. Um, Thunder Rosa, someone else who uh, I think needs to be featured more on Dynamite and less on freaking Ram or not Rampage, uh, Dark and Elevation. That seems to be where she's wrestling more. And when someone is prominent and one of the hot, honestly, one of the hottest wrestlers in the game right now, and she's not being featured on TV weekly, is is a crime. Like get her in some sort of side story storyline. Yeah. I mean, they talk about WWE, but there's like especially with the women's division, like like, how do you sign Kira Hogan and Thunder Rosa and not move forward with them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're better than any talent you had on your roster. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think they're better than Britt Baker, um, Riho, Statlander, uh, who's the other people? They Big Swole. All these people, yeah, I've been giving these like little. If it pushes to, and in all honesty, you could throw Diamante in that mix as well. Yeah. With Kira Hogan and Thunder Rosa, who's not getting enough, who's not getting enough shine. And same yeah. thing with Sheeta. Sheeta was your fucking champion throughout the entire pandemic. Yeah, and she's been regulated to dark and elevation. And that's think, including that's including Ruby Soho. I think they're better than Ruby Soho too. Like. I think she's only that big right now because she came from WWE. She Ruby is Ruby's a great wrestler. Um, she's okay. Like, if you go back and watch some of her pre WWE stuff, um, under her previous name Heidi Lovelace, there's there's some gems in there, and I I think she's going to be a good addition to AEW's women's division. Um, I just. I don't think WWE was the right place for her. So we'll see. Like I've been wrong before, but yeah, I uh, we've all been wrong before. Thunderosa <laughs> is better. Yeah, Thunderosa is definitely like Thunderosa is probably the best person they've got on that roster that's not being utilized as far as the women's division goes. I honestly. There, it should be Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker for that title. Again, honestly, they need to make Rampage two hours. Well, it's TNT only give them an hour, which is a shit thing. So, and if they're gonna do that, then they need to. I would honestly, yes, you need to feature some of your bigger name. You need to feature some of your big name guys on there, like Jericho and Omega and the Elite and all that other stuff, but. I wouldn't dedicate a whole lot of time to them, maybe like an interview or if they're going to have a match, like a quick match or something like that. But I would try to use some of the talent that I don't get on Dynamite. Because there may be somebody like... I feel like that's kind of what they've done on Rampage outside of like... I mean, obviously, they have like a couple of things that are big, but like the matches themselves, like right now I'm watching... uh, 
Brian Pillman Jr. versus one of the guys from the acclaimed. Okay. Which is probably going to be the main event because Brian Pillman Jr. is from Why has that not been a tag match? I don't know. It's because Pillman's from Cincinnati and they're in Cincinnati. He can still get a pop being a tag match. It's true. I don't know. Whatever. I'm I'm not a booker. Nope. Um, All right. So 21 woman casino battle royal. Uh, We go from that to Chris Jericho versus MJF. Uh, Garrett and I both picked Jericho, which was a win after a restart since uh, Jericho had his foot on the ropes. But can we talk about MJF's like troll level for this match? (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah. The only the only thing I would say though was MJF. Oh, I went to get to the dynamite before I, I talk about that though. But yeah. <laughs> oh, that that old school Jericho entrance was just that was awesome. <laughs> yep. Oh man, it's like oh my god, they're doing it, and then it's MJF. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was a pretty good match um there like i said they're like the only bad match on here was paul white versus qt marshall like if you're gonna go that way this probably like the worst match of the night yeah um everything else was top notch um even though the women's battle royal was better than paul white versus qt marshall Uh, uh Yeah, so Jericho versus MJF. There wasn't really a whole lot that, like, it was pretty much similar to the the last match that they had. Um, not really a whole much difference from that. Couple other spots in there, but uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. First time matchup between the two of these. Pretty much a dream match, some would say. Um, Garrett and I both picked Punk. Carl picked Darby Allen. But this <laughs> by far. Was for me, this was the match of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's like a match that you didn't, you didn't know you wanted until you seen it, and you're like, oh, it's actually really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the the biggest thing with this match is Punk forced Allen to wrestle. Like we didn't get like a lot of the typical like Darby Allen reckless, abandoned for his own safety or anything in this matchup. It went down to like a straight up rest, like almost a technical match between the two of these guys. Yeah. And then you got that nice little nod to uh, Bret Hart versus the one, two, three kid there with the arm drag in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I like that as well. Oh, a great match. The uh, the GTS that Punk hit on Allen was awesome. Looked mm-hmm. so much better than the one he dropped on Dynamite last week. Uh, which prompted Kenta to uh, tweet, fuck you, punk. <laughs> oh, man. Just give us the match that we really want to see. CM Punk versus Kenta. That's what the people want. Make it happen. That's what they want. That's what they want. Kenta versus Punk. The battle of the GTSs. Oh. Punk outright. The Punk Cincinnati has outright... boys are going to end the show. Again? Yeah. Cincinnati boys. Because they had um a post-match, a post-thing on Dynamite 
that was making the rounds with uh, Moxley and um, Pillman. Mox was like yeah. drinking a beer after his match with uh, Suzuki. So. Yeah. Uh, his tag partner got beat up on uh, Dynamite. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Griff got shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. To play it off. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're not going to talk anymore about Paul White versus QT Marshall. We've said QT's name enough on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Is he... Paul White didn't look very good. He looked like he shouldn't be in a ring. No, he definitely shouldn't be in a ring. Um, QT shouldn't be in a ring either, let alone leading a stable. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, at least he could actually move around. Paul White, like, I thought he was going to break a hip or something. Like, <laughs> he's moving. <laughs> Oh, man. AEW World Championship match. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Um, Omega retains on this one. Um, Carl, I don't think... Did you pick anybody for this match? No. I think I had somebody interfering. I think so, too. Um, On the last match, Garrett picked Paul White. I picked QT. Um, Carl, you refused to pick anybody for it. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, Chris, it's Kenny by God Omega. I need you to say it right. Kenny Omega. (laughs) (laughs) Versus uh, the instant classic. What's that? What are you doing at the Waffle House in Charlotte, North Carolina? Something. What are they say in this introduction? They say something like he did something at the Waffle House in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> I don't remember what he said, but he's always got, there's always something in there, North Carolina. Yeah. It's like, does he live in North Carolina now? Is that like the thing? I don't know. Maybe he might. He maybe bought a house. Because he's from Canada. Yeah, I know he's from like Winnipeg or something, right? Yeah, He's, yeah, because Kenny and Jericho are from the same place. Yeah. I know that because they like talk about it a lot. But uh, maybe he lives in North Carolina with the Hardys and stuff. Maybe they got a compound. Uh, this one says Florida for Wikipedia and Tokyo. I don't know. Maybe he just likes North Carolina. Who knows? No, it was <sighs> they about the Waffle House. I think they said like he ate eggs at the Waffle House in North Carolina or something. <laughs> Kenny, I got something growing in my pants. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> he had a good match. This was a good match. <laughs> Oh man, awesome! Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, it was pretty, is kind of similar to their Impact title match. Um, and it wasn't much out of the ordinary for this, but it's not really the match that was, you know, the hype of the night. It was what happened after the match. Um, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> uh, all you got was the group chat messages. Yeah. yeah, well, well I thought, Adam Cole, baby. 
I thought because Suzuki and uh, Ruby Soho like both came out. I'm like, well, if anybody comes out, it's gonna be Omega. And I thought Adam Cole recent with WWE. I thought WWE was just teasing it, like he didn't sign <laughs> with them. So like you know, have him come back at a bigger pay per view or something. But yeah, I was wrong. Yes, Adam Cole was resurrected by the elite. <laughs> oh, Adam Cole is alive and well in AEW um, with a taste of monster in his mouth. <laughs> um, if you watch being, uh, being the Elite, they had a little throwback to when they killed Ken, um, Adam Cole with the spiked monster <laughs> and his resurrection. Um, yeah, so Kenny Omega pretty much you know does a whole spiel. There's not anybody, there's nobody alive, um, retired or dead that can beat me, or is it, or nobody's on his level. The ones that are are retired or dead, something like that. And then Adam Cole comes out, and you get this whole like stare down between Omega and Adam Cole, and then Omega or Cole super kicks Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy and Marco stunt, one of the two. It's Jungle uh, Boy. It's Jungle Boy. And then Adam Cole's like, Did you think like I was gonna fight them? Like they're my best friends. It's <laughs> 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 like Adam Cole is all elite, baby. <laughs> then Adam Cole's going through his spiel, then all of a sudden we get the the remix of Flight of the Valkyries and the American Dragon Brian Danielson makes his way to the ring. And then him and uh, Lucha, um, Lucha Express, <laughs> Jurassic Express, and Cage end up cleaning house on the Elite so to stand tall. And as of right now, you can go to Shop AEW and buy your brand new Brian Danielson uh, white, white shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to know what? You want to know how Kenny? You know, Kenny's a fan of Brian Danielson because he he bought his shirt. For on Wednesday on Dynamite. <laughs> oh, so awesome. I'll tell you, I'm excited. Like we talked about earlier, this this could be that instant classic match that we we're waiting for for Kenny Omega in AEW against Brian Danielson. Um since we're not getting the the hangman page uh Kenny Omega match that we all wanted. Um but I think this this is gonna be this will probably end up being better. Yeah, much better. So, so yeah, it's pretty awesome. So <laughs> I believe it was Big Swole that tweeted that AEW has <laughs> is only missing one Infinity Stone. Oh, <laughs> 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 so, that's awesome. Is is great is. Speaking of that, I uh, I heard that they had to change uh, uh, Shang Chi's uh, ten rings so it wouldn't look like the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, it's just like rings around his wrist now, which is kind of weird. Though. Yeah, but, and, like, I saw it in the comics. They're actual rings that go around his finger with yeah. colors on. Yep. Interesting. Anyways, yep. we're not a Marvel awesome. uh, show. We're a wrestling show. Yeah. It's all right. It's our show. 
and talk about what the hell we want to. Right. Uh, <laughs> WWE this week, uh, SmackDown, we got the tease of the Demon, uh, which we already said earlier, the uh, the Demon closes out SmackDown this week. Um, so we know the tag- it's not The Fiend. Yeah, it's not The it's Fiend. Sorry, sorry, all. It's not The Fiend. Um, Monday Night Raw, we have the tag Turmoil, which was, it wasn't bad. It took up the majority of the show because they did it like they split it up. Um, but my only question from that is when are we getting the NWO inspired New Day action figures? Those are really cool. <laughs> so, like, we saw Woods debut the Razor Ramon inspired gear at SummerSlam. Um, then Kofi shows up with the the Kevin Nash um style <laughs> style gear complete with the tassels on the pants. Like <laughs> I want these figures. See Kevin Nash even like I think tweeted out about it too because they showed amazing. something about it. Yeah. Just absolutely amazing. Like the New Day's ring gear is just between Kofi and Woods is just is freaking phenomenal. Oh, Oh, so great. Um, I did watch NWA this week, but it wasn't much on there. Nick Aldis had a promo uh, talking about regaining the uh, 10 pounds of gold. So I'm sure him and uh, Murdoch are definitely not done yet. Um, Evil Uno, AW Dark. Evil Uno took on 10 on Dark this week, so... Are we going to see a rift in the Dark Order? Is someone going to save the Dark Order from themselves? I think today. I think I think someone probably will. Maybe a certain cowboy. Maybe comes back and saves the Dark Order from themselves. You know, like certain Dark Order saved a certain cowboy from himself. Dun dun dun. Maybe, but that seems like basic storytelling. Yeah. Um, I'd actually I'd even be cool with Anna J being uh the one to uh put the Dark Order back together again. Yeah. I think that'd be a definite like one of the big things having an active female wrestler running a predominantly male stable. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Suzuki versus Mox closed out Dynamite this week. Um, that was a good match. It was, was a great match. It was like a straight up brawl. Yeah, each two. yeah, it was good. They were beating the shit out of each other. I know a lot of people were pissed because they cut off Suzuki's music. They didn't get to do like the little chant thing for Suzuki. So, um, like, like okay. Uh, so we have that. Great way to end the show. Um, Ruby Soho versus Jimmy. Going back to Dynamite, the one thing that happened I didn't kind of like because I never did like make a match of it. It was just like a a promo, and that was the MJF uh, 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 Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, they made that into a match. Like the whole point of that. That should have been a match. if you take a shot at his family like that, like, yeah, you gotta make it out of man. Like, you can't just say shit like yeah. that being a heel. Do you know the other thing with that is, too? Is when is Wardlow gonna quit being a bitch? <laughs> Never. 
God knows. The other thing that that should have been the main event for Rampage. It should have been MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, they completely dropped the ball on that one. So. Mm. But on top of that, too, like I can see the reason why they wouldn't want to do that because you're going to end up giving Pillman the win because it's you know the hometown, and you don't want to add another loss to MJF's record. True. Considering yeah, that but it's points. like it's like don't 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 even say it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't say nothing that deep and nothing come of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for your team partner getting his ass kicked in front of you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh what else we have? Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hader. Uh wasn't bad. There's a couple spots in there. Um <laughs> The commentary didn't know what to call it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to call that. Uh, some kind of reverse counter move. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I just um, I like Jamie Hader, so she's uh, definitely been killing it since she's come back to to Dynamite. So. I'll tell you the other thing I didn't really like, and I don't I don't want this to make you mad, Chris, but I didn't really like that whole like. Punk team tat like Taz thing. It's I like really only, bad. The only thing I want to see come out of this is CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Oh, same. That's it. It's just like it felt so like forced. It felt in a forced. Way. Yeah. yeah, and that I didn't like. Especially oh. when like you can't you can't get uh, CM Punk versus The Rock, so you get the next best thing. CM Punk. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I just you I my thing is you go from wrestling Darby Allen, like arguably one of the most over guys on your roster, to putting him in a promo with Team Taz. Which I could see like if Cage was still a part of Team Taz and having Punk go against Cage, but no. Like um, but I will take I will take CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Like that's I'll take that all day. Um, that I don't want to see Punk wrestle Hobbs. I don't want to see Punk wrestle. That's Hook. like in the, that's like a WWE Dynamite. Like it can't be a fair preview. Like because Ricky Starks. No, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a Dynamite match. So. Yeah. But it'll be a good match, though. Like, Ricky Starks is a great wrestler. But, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. We're, we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about Impact. because Okay, this is all I want to talk about from Impact. I didn't watch it, but I read what happened and literally said, what the fuck did I read? <laughs> did you watch it? Yes. So I saw it with what Moose and uh, Eddie Edwards, right? Yeah, that was the main. And event. then after the match, it was literally like thirty minutes of a brawl of just it like random hurt. people coming out. Well, what happened is they set up a ten-man tag match for next week. Um, so the people that were brawling are the ones that are involved in the ten-man tag. So it it's like just, Moose. Uh, I was and, literally reading it, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I reading?" Yeah, so it was Moose, Morrissey, Fulton, Austin, um, and there's one more person on on that team. 
they came out were just brawling with each other and then you had uh the face team was oh is is uh christian um because calican came out there with like at the end with be- baseball bat and gave uh um, yeah did he give edwards one or did he give kate, kate he gave one? uh eddie edwards the mat the okay. other bat so i thought yeah so it was uh, those guys there's a couple other people in there too but um they're gonna be like it's team christian versus team austin and that's that's pretty much the the 10 man tag match so it's pretty much like your five guys are involved in like some sort of um angle with each other so but uh yeah that was set up for next week so this was uh kind of drive the point home that you want to watch the 10 man tag next next week It was, uh, I don't know, Impact wasn't wasn't that great this week. I'm trying to think of a, oh, it was Brian Myers was the, the other one on the on the heel team. Um, I'm trying to think yeah, of, like, think right. right spots on here besides uh, uh, Zicky Dice backstage. Since he's part of, uh, looks like Brian has a little stable going uh, with some, like, younger talent that he's, like, supposed to be, like, the veteran and teaching the, uh, the younger talent. And uh, Zicky Dice is one of those guys. <laughs> oh, which is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, there's not really any title matches. Um, see some more backstage promo uh, segments with Violent by Design and Rhino. Uh, pretty much re- trying to reprogram Rhino uh, since he's the, they're considering him like the weak link. I think we're setting up for a return for Slater. To kind of save Rhino from Violent by Design. Okay. So I think we're going to see those who tag together at Bound for Glory against um two of the members for uh, Violent by Design. So, <clears throat> or maybe a six-man tag match with someone else in there. But I think that's where they're going with that. So we'll see as that plays out. Um, that's pretty much it for Bell to Bell. The WrestleGeddon Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackacards.com. That's stackacards with a Z.com. Uh, vintage Throwdown. Let's jump into that real quick. Uh, I had a couple matches on here. I did not get to watch one of them all the way through. But just a couple match recommendations. If you're not familiar with Adam Cole or or Brian Danielson. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what to tell you if you're not familiar with those guys at all. Um, but you can check out it. an awesome matchup is the uh, Northeast Wrestling World Championship match from May 26, 2017. It was Cody Rhodes defending the NEW World title against Adam Cole. Um, this was the uh, prime of the Elite Bullet Club with Cody. Um, Adam Cole was actually just kicked out. I believe this is before he went to WWE. It was right before 
right around the time he debuted as uh, um, Undisputed Era. So I think it's probably one of his last few dates. Uh, so definitely check that out. You can find that on YouTube. <clears throat> we also had the World ROH World Championship match um, between Brian Danielson and Kamala from September 3rd, 2006. Nothing spectacular, just a fun match. Because <laughs> it's Kamala <laughs> versus Brian Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> two wrestlers that you would never, ever think that you'd be saying in the same sentence, especially defending a championship against. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so a couple fun matches there. Definitely check those out if you get some time. Um, they're about 20 minutes each, so nothing like super long. So lots of fun there. Um, I didn't think about it until today. I was talking to Carl and I said, you know, September 11th, is when this episode is going to drop and we should have for vintage Throwdown, we should have been talking about the, uh, the post nine 11 smackdown. Well, I was talking about the twin towers. Yeah. Then you're talking about the twin towers. So, <laughs> so the, the original twin towers, the, uh, the Kamala, not Kamala, um, Akeem and the big boss man with the, uh, the doctor style slick is their manager. Garrett don't, Garrett don't know who we're talking about. He's big both man. Is he the guy that came out with the firefighter helmet? <laughs> oh, awesome. So maybe we'll take a look at that next week. Um, Dude, I know who big boss man is. <laughs> Uh, you probably could have got him with Ray Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even hot. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's that's pretty much it. You guys got anything else you want to add? Huh? We get into nope. uh, some plugs and shoutouts here. All right. Um. So yeah. So be sure to check out our friends. The uh, this we call every single week the Four Horsemen of Wrestling podcast. Um, check them out in the Fig Cave with our friend Phil Gentile. Um, dropping stuff every now and again. Uh, he's doing a fantasy football podcast as well, so you can check that out. Um, we're dropping in the Fig Cave feed as like bonus episodes, I believe. Um, so if you're into fantasy football, you can check that out. I'm like I've said before, the last couple of weeks, I don't know shit about fantasy football. It's, it's okay. Really I am in fantasy football. I started Amari Cooper yesterday. He got me like 36 to 38 points. I don't remember which one. Nice. Did you pick up Ryan Tannehill's QB? Nope. My no. QBs are, uh, I do two quarterbacks, I you know Carl, are, uh, Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts and you can talk as much shit about Jalen Hurts as you want and know he's probably going to suck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who Kyle Murray plays week one, right? Yeah. 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 He fucking sucks, dude. Can, can, <laughs> I, can, can I draft Dan Marino? Yeah. 
He's gonna come out of commentary and and get me some points. Yep. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, so yes, if you're looking if you're looking for some tips for fantasy football, definitely check out that. Uh, Phil's also got some other interviews up there with um, other collectors, other people in figure uh, community, um, people that run some figure store, um, toy store, stuff like that. So definitely check those out. Make sure you subscribe to them. Um, our good friends, the Running Podcast with Tommy Paradise and DJ. Um, great show every week. They give you a little bit of rundown uh, wrestling, uh, talk some toy news, some pop culture stuff, um, and pretty much other stuff that they want to talk about, football, things like that. So check those guys out every week. And then the call up with our good friend Kenny. He's uh, doing some live episodes every Wednesday now that he's calling a cup of coffee. Uh, this week he had a uh, little um, preview for NXT, I believe, or not NXT, AEW, um, and a recap for NXT on his uh, cup of coffee show on Wednesday nights. So definitely check that out. He also dropped some interviews with uh, a lot of professional wrestlers. He's got a lot lined up for the next couple months. So definitely subscribe to that. You don't want to miss all that fun stuff as well. Uh, the Fig Cave Facebook group, one of the best action figure groups on Facebook. It's free to join. Uh, go to thefigcave.com and they'll get you right to the Facebook group. A uh, bunch of cool people hanging out, chatting. Um, lots of fig hunts, people hooking each other up for retail plus shipping. Uh, so if there's something you're looking for, definitely join that group as well. I'm getting in on the ground floor and a lot of stuff with that. Uh, big shout out to our good friend Jimmy King, who made his triumphant return to Twitter this week. Uh, I'm not sure where he's been. Uh, I'm sure uh, probably ducking child support payments again because um, we all know that kid needs some damn braces. <laughs> um, so he's probably hanging out in his parents' motorhome somewhere. Some and like Midwest Kentucky or something. I don't know. Uh, but Jimmy King is back. So you can follow him at King will rule you on Twitter. Great follow. Um, and that's pretty much it for uh, plugs and shout outs this week. You guys got anybody you want to plug? No, nah, man. No. Okay. Um, there is some good news though. Uh, OnlyFans has decided that they're not going to ban XXX content. Uh, so Sunny is still in business if you want to sub her OnlyFans page. Oh, yeah. Let me get back. <laughs> awesome. All right. Theme of the week this week. It is my pick. And we're doing Brian Danielson's AEW theme. You liked it that much? I did. I liked his theme. I liked the I liked Adam Cole's theme. Like Is it the Adam really... Cole theme the one he's used before this? No. I thought it was the one he used before. Like I felt like I'd heard it before. Nope, that's um all completely all new theme. Interesting. You can see you can hear some um influences from the the Undisputed Era theme in it, though. That's not which one I was even thinking it was. I thought it was, like, pre-WWE theme. Like his, like his Ring of Honor? 
I don't think that would necessarily Ring of Honor, but maybe. I don't know. I there, feel like I've heard lot that of, theme before. There's a lot of influences in there from other like from other themes. Like even if you go listen, if you listen to Sting's theme on YouTube, or you know just Sting's theme in general, I was listening to it earlier today. Like there's a lot of um, throwbacks to his like original Crow, um, chilling in the rafters theme. It's like the same with a lot of former, um, a lot of the talent that AEW has signed that's been like other places. There seems to be some um, influences there, like Taz. Um, Taz's theme definitely has a lot of heavy influence from his ECW theme. It's actually really cool, like the the throwback stuff that they put in there. So awesome! That's it. Um, Thank you guys for checking us out. This is episode 109 of the Russell Gunn Podcast. Uh, on behalf of myself, Christy Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you all for checking us out. Uh, we'll be back next week with another brand new edition of the Russell Gunn Podcast. And uh, that's it. So um, later, Marks. And send him off for still saying. <laughs> the price has the price gone up or down on that? Uh, same price. Same price. Okay. <laughs>